welcome back to another episode of 5 a.m. Theology. So this week we got in the book of Colossians and Paul has a strong warning in his letter. It's a warning that he's repeated in other letters and it's a warning that other biblical writers have echoed. It's a warning that many need to heed today because the problem that Paul and the others addressed is rampant today. And Chris, this problem is the very reason we started Proverbs 910 Ministries. It was the catalyst for the name that we chose for our other podcast, No Trash, Just Truth. It was. And Paul's warning is found in Colossians 2, verses 8 through 10. And I'll read them. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. Paul wrote this letter from prison in Rome to new believers in the small town of Colossae. It doesn't appear that he ever visited the church there. Since these are new believers, Paul fills his letter with important truths for believers that they need to know. In prior verses, Paul focused on a positive depiction of the Colossian believers and their faithfulness. Here in chapter two, he transitions to giving them warnings. And the top of the list of warnings is guess what? It's against false teaching. Yep. Paul is warning that it's critical that these believers don't have their faith derailed by false teachers. And Chris, like we said, this isn't anything new. It's been going on since the fall. In the Old Testament, we see a lot of warnings against believing false prophets and being held by human traditions and spirits of the elemental world. That's exactly what the Israelites ended up doing. They mixed in pagan beliefs with their worship of God, and it led them to grossly sinning against God and getting God angry enough to them being overthrown and taken into exile by pagan nations. And of course, Paul would have known all this. And of course, Paul knew that false teaching was still around then and was going to continue to be a problem for believers. So that's why he gives the Colossians and us these pearls of wisdom on how not to get tripped up in our faith. And one of those pearls that he gives is not getting yourself caught up under unbiblical teaching. Yeah. Scripture shows that since the fall, there have been false teachers. Some teach things that blatantly counter what God says. Others are more deceptive and they wrap their lies around a thread of truth. So it's easy to get caught off guard. These are the lies that we really, really have to be vigilant against. Now, the Christians in the Colossian church were standing in truth at the time of Paul's writing the letter. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't be vulnerable to false teaching, especially because they were new believers. Just like today, there was a lot of garbage teaching going on in Colossae that flew under the flag of Christianity. And we see it all the time now. Yep. And I'm sure that also like today, a lot of this false teaching sounded pretty good. In fact, I would imagine that a lot of it was probably a lot easier to walk in and probably resulted in less persecution. Yeah, I would definitely think so. And like you said, Chris, just like today, mm -hmm. what could be easier? than following a supposed Christian teacher who tells you 
that God created everyone, so therefore he accepts everyone just as they are. No need to change. Or that God wants you to have a full, prosperous, happy, and healthy life. Or he wants you to live your best life. And how about that you don't need to know your Bible or even believe everything in it? God's all right with that. But Chris, I think one word that Paul uses shows just how serious and how fatal it can be if we put ourselves under false teaching. And that word is captive. Before we were saved, we were captives. We were captive. We were captive to sin, to Satan, and to death. But Jesus freed us from all three. Now, we're still sinners, of course, and we still have to deal with Satan messing with us, but we're not captive to either. We aren't slaves to either of those things. Exactly. But Paul says if we're not careful, we can find ourselves once again captive to these things. Not death, if we're truly saved, but definitely to sin and even to Satan. Listen to the words that he uses to describe false teaching that goes under the guise of Christianity. And I'm quoting again. Philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Any teaching that's not in accordance to Christ, mean, meaning biblical teaching, is from the elemental spirits of the world, meaning it's straight from hell. And Rose, I think that's a truth that lots of people don't think of. They think of false teaching, you know, oh, no big deal. It's a big deal. And it is. I keep seeing it. The, I keep seeing it more and more in scripture as I, as I study and read more carefully. Paul said in Galatians 1, 7 to 9, there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Well, Rose, I can't get more straight from hell than that. No, no, you can't. And in this letter to the Colossian church, Paul tells them that their salvation has made them a new creation. We see that in a little bit. By warning people not to be held captive by false teaching, he's warning them of the threat of reverting back to their pre-saved selves. Not that they'd lose their salvation if they truly had it, but they would once again be enslaved. And Chris, that spits in the face of Jesus and all he did to free us from our enslavement. And we see professing Christians who are held captive or enslaved by false teaching. We see it all the time. Instead of trusting in God's sovereignty and his plan over their life, they look for ways to manipulate God or to manipulate their life apart from God. I just saw on a Reformed teaching page, a man said he was struggling with assurance of salvation because he keeps sinning and failing. One guy responded to him, do you believe in Jesus? Have you been baptized? Then you're saved. No worries. That is a false teaching that you can easily get captivated by. That false teaching is very much like the teaching, just say the sinner's prayer and get baptized and you're good to go. Now, many who do that may be saved. They may truly be saved. We don't know. But even if they are, 
they're being held captive by sinful teaching that says that if you say a prayer and you get baptized, you got nothing to worry about. That's false. That's yep. false teaching. And by failing to truly understand the complete gospel message and putting no emphasis on repentance and growth, this teaching is going to, at the very least, completely stunt that believer's growth. You're right, at the very least. And I think that's a great example because like we said, the most dangerous false teaching is one that has a thread of truth in it. It's the teaching that gets our eyes off of Jesus and onto ourselves or to other things. And that was a great example that you used, Chris, because it shows a false teaching that can easily hold us captive and it is straight from hell. In that example, it's not about what Jesus did. It's about what we do. We believe, we say a prayer. We pat ourselves on the back for a job well done and just go on our merry way. Well, first, before we get too full of ourselves, even demons believe in Jesus. So no need to get excited that you believed in Jesus. And second, just praying a sinner's prayer, if it's not completely sincere, and if it's not accompanied by repentance, and complete surrender to Jesus as Lord, it's just an action. It's just like the young ruler who said to Jesus, what can I do to gain eternal life? He wasn't looking to surrender to Jesus as Lord. He just wanted a checklist of things to do. Walk the aisle, check, say the sinner's prayer, check, get baptized, checked. Done. Yeah, I'm done. Good to go. Like you said, no worries. There are so many false teachings on this kind of stuff that disguise themselves as Christian, and we couldn't possibly talk about them all. We'd be talking forever. But suffice it to say that anything that distracts or deters or detours you from God's word, God's truth, and God himself is false. It's false teaching. It's straight from hell, and we need to make sure that we're not held captive by it. Paul makes it very, very clear in his letter to the Colossians, but like we said, it's talked about a lot. He told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 1 to 5, now the Spirit expressly says that in the later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. We see Paul clearly warning about this teaching that distracts, deters, or detours us from God and from his truth. Yeah, they were more worried about what you ate or abstinence or marriage than they were about the gospel. Chris, I'll end with John Calvin's take on this Colossians passage. And here's what he said. Paul alludes to plunderers who, when they cannot carry off the flock by violence, they will drive away some of the cattle fraudulently. And then he goes on in his commentary later to warn, do not deviate a nail's breadth from purity of doctrine. For unquestionably, Christ will act the part of the good shepherd by protecting us if we but hear his voice and reject those of strangers. And that's a good place to end today. All of that false teaching is from demons, as Paul said, and I love Calvin's words about it. Have a blessed morning, everybody. Mm -hmm.